Hello, welcome everybody. This is Dungeons and Airwaves, episode 11. I hope you're all having an absolutely wonderful time. Thank you for bearing with us as we went through a little bit of technical difficulties. We should be all good to go now. I will hand over to our wonderful DM, Ash. Ignore the sound of Billy getting his cards out because someone couldn't be prepared. Ash, take it away. I feel like I've been usurped. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. Uh, how? In all fairness, like you're the one that launches going? into the recap after the intro music. Yeah. Well, are we? Oh God. Anyway, but uh, it's we been have. A day. It's been a long day. Yeah, we've um, we welcome back one of our campaign members. Welcome, yes. M. Thank you so much for being glad well you're to back come up here. It's you're so alive. I hope Barely. you're feeling okay. Yeah. Look, your guts weren't actually taken out of your stomach, so that's good. Well, well part of them, but. Moving swiftly onward. <laughs> no, everyone at home, don't be alarmed. M was not friggin' vivisected. Well, no. Um, I was not a victim of kidney theft either, I hope. No, you just... You willingly sold them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all yeah, need exactly. some extra money in these trying times. Hey, look, 50 grand for a kidney? Slice me up, Freddy. Wait, hold up. Student debt, <laughs> am I right? You only need one. You know what I found out really interesting about hex debt the other day? What? Mm. It doesn't become part of your estate. Oh, if you cark it, your hex debt dies with you. Loophole. (laughs) Okay, no. No. Bad. (laughs) Tune FM obviously does not promote any sort of activities like that. I just thought that was curious. It's one of the only types of debt that doesn't carry on into your estate. I'm surprised the government doesn't make it carry on to your estate. So am I. I feel like we should probably uh, end this conversation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So... Shall I launch into the recap now, or shall well, we? Well, I think we should, well. This is normally when we just say hello, greet our listeners. Well, thank you all of us for thank you to everybody for joining in again. Um, we wanted to welcome back Emma. We'll launch into the intro, and then you can go for your life, and we'll jump in with our characters. Well, we'll have a recap first, of course. But. Yeah, Phil, and I do apologise for the slight lack of. You know, the fact that Ash and I sort of don't really know who's saying what, that is just because we had a bit of difficulties getting this show on air and it's just been a bit of a disheveled time. So I hope you'll bear with us as we work through and try and present you with a show that is still half decent. Bear with us. Oh. Your very existence fatigues me. This is the intro. You're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves, episode 11 on 106.9 Tune FM. You're listening to the home of student-powered radio. Hired by a mysterious party... Three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. Okay, so, last week... After a frightening chase through demon-infested woods... Kodak and Leonet riding on uh, the back of Midnight and Onyx with the corpses of Katya and Mercer Green were surprised by a creature they didn't quite see and proceeded to wake up deep underground at the... Not quite Mercy, but with the help of some old Dwarven friends. And after a brief conversation with Fennel and Firebeard, one of Leonette's closest and oldest friends. And only friends. You've got two new ones now. Uh, Had one two new, new ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only one new one now. Yeah. We set the other one on fire. Yes. Yeah. They had a 
wonderful and beautiful burial in the great lake of the dwarven city of Cairn Dunloden. And we will pick up that night with Emily's new character. So, it is... It's hard to tell whether it's late night or not, but it is the evening shift. <coughs> the candles are low, and Fennel and Firebeard's two guests are fast asleep as the two of you are sitting in his library discussing the events of the day. What is Gordina doing right now? Um, I would be sitting, waiting for my chance to go and meet the new friends um, and telling Fenelon of anything I have discovered in the outside world. Fenelon pours you a glass of mead or a mug of mead, I suppose would be the more appropriate term, and leans back in his chair with a heavy sigh. You know, I think th- there's some uh, there's some weird stuff going on out there, and uh, I don't know if we're gonna be safe down here. Well, we've always thought we would be, but things are changing now, and well, I wouldn't be too upset if we had to go adventuring above land. Well, I know that you wouldn't. That's why you're one of my best. But I think there's more going on here than we really know. So when the morning comes and uh, Leonard and his new friend wake up, I'd like you to introduce yourself to them and uh, go with them while they're figuring out what's going on. Okay, okay, I can do that. I can do that. Okay. Just uh, try to be a little bit mindful that um, they don't quite have your energy. Oh, okay. I'll try. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, new friends. What? What's the other one's name? Kodak, I believe. Uh, pretty sure he's just a regular old human. I haven't seen anything out of the ordinary with him. Oh, I'm so excited to meet them. Can I wake them now? He looks down at a candle that has pins stuck in the side of it. Give them a few more hours. They did just die. Oh, fine. That and, uh, well, they had to uh, send off a dear friend of theirs, apparently. So... When it hits uh, the third pin down, you can wake them up and take them down through the tunnels to get to halfway. Right. I've got to go to a, another meeting with the council to see what we're going to do about what's happening outside. Okay. Third pin, wake up, halfway. Yes. And I will plunk myself in front of the candle and just stare at it. Okay. <laughs> and as you do that, Fenelon gets up, grabs his staff, and in the dim candlelight, he looks a lot more tired than you're used to seeing him. There's been a lot of stuff happening politically and just emotionally right now. 
and he just he looks really drained but he gives you a warm smile pats you on the shoulder and leaves see you soon I'll see you later don't die while you're out there and remember keep me updated if anything happens that's important will do so time passes and finally the third pin drops from the candle I will leap up run into the chamber where Leo and Kodak are asleep and um, bounce on the end of each of their beds back and forth until they wake up. Kind of just kind of looks around the room wondering what shook the bed. Good heavens, what was that? Hello, hello. My name is Gordina. Uh, my friends all call me Gordy, and so you guys should call me Gordy because we are going to be best friends. Kodak's just kind of blinking, getting his bearings. Uh, Leo's going to do something, sort of shake his head like to just to wake himself up. <laughs> Gordy, was it? Gordy, that's it. Or Gordina, if you want to be formal, but you don't want to be formal because we're friends. G- Gordina. Gordy. Gordy. Yeah. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's so good to meet you too. I've heard so much about you. And yet we know nothing about you. Tell me, Gordina, who are you? Well, Fel sent me. I'm going to guide you all the way through to halfway to make sure you're safe. That is not a good idea. Well, it is, and that's how it's going to be. So, we have to make the best of it, and now that we're all acquainted and best friends, Gordy, we can go. Gordy. Yeah. The last person that came with us died. That's okay. She was a lot older than I am. Granted, but I don't want to be responsible if something happens to you. You won't have to be, because we're not... We're not, we're, you're not, you're not overseeing me. We're friends, which means we're all in this together. Fenelon's told you to come with us? Uh-huh. Does Fenelon like you? Yeah. Or is he trying to kill you? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he likes me. He always seems to like me. Everyone seems to like me. And indeed, I can see why. You seem like a most friendly young lady. Oh. But we just... We couldn't keep, we couldn't keep Katya safe. You don't need to keep me safe, silly. That's why I'm here, to keep you safe. Gordy. Yeah. Have you seen me standing up? I know how tall you are, but size isn't everything. My mama always says good things come in small packages. So come on, get up, we'll have some breakfast, and then we'll go. We can catch up with your big horses, too. Midnight. Onyx. Donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess we should probably go get the horses. Well, hang on. Forgive me, Gordina. Fenelon... Why didn't Fenelon tell us of this before he left? Uh, he's had to go into another meeting. That seems to be all he does these days. He could have written a note and sealed it. Forgive me, for all we know, we have nothing. We have no way of knowing for sure that he's asked us to do this. Well, I guess that's true. I uh, would do anything. He, I would I do. Try to track him down. I guess. Sorry, were you about to cut in, Ash? 
I, I was. He did say during one of your conversations last week that the favour that he was going to ask of you was to take someone with you. He did? Oh, so he did actually say that? Yes. Okay, sweet. I can only assume you must... Look, I would do anything for that wonderful, wonderful man. He has been the closest friend I've had since I can remember, but I must admit, when he said he had a favour to call in and he wanted us to bring someone with us, I didn't expect this. Well, what were you expecting? To be honest, I thought he was going to come with us. Oh, no, he's far too busy for that. So, how do you know him exactly? Because forgive me, but you seem so happy and bouncy and he's not. Well, he's kind of like my mentor. He helps me out with stuff. What? And and I help him out with stuff because I love going up above the ground and exploring everything and seeing everything and meeting new people and he doesn't. So, he just sends me and then I get to go and explore and make new friends and... Oh, I love to go and explore and meet new people and see new things. And, oh, I'm so excited. Well, so forget, what are you, are you studying to be something? Are you training to be? Like a healer or um, someone of the faith? Sort of. It's so, I, I kind of just go and observe things. I'm really good at taking notes and I, I'm really, really good at picking up on things that some people wouldn't notice. So he sends me up up the top and sometimes I'll see something that no one else would and then I get to come back and tell him all about it. A perceptive young scholar. Like yeah. a spy? Well, I guess you could call it Or a it tracker? Mm, more like a tracker, I guess. Because, I mean, you've seen those awful beasts and what they can do. But I can sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I can tell when they're coming from a long way off. That comes in very helpful, especially in keeping people safe. You, Kotak, like I said, I would do anything for Fenella, and given that you did bring us back to life, there is no favour I would refuse him, so I believe we are, we have no choice in this matter. Nope. But Gordy... You must forgive us if we do not immediately warm to you. We have just lost somebody that, well, we were sort of around for a while. That's okay. Well, if Leo's okay with it, and I just kind of pick you up. <laughs> Welcome Yay! to the party. It's okay, Leo. It takes time to become bestest of bestest friends. We can just start off with being best of friends. Mm-hmm. Now, are you ready to go or would you like to have some breakfast first? We can always eat on the way if you'd like or we can just sit and have breakfast. That's okay Breakfast too. does sound delightful. I will never turn down food. Me either. And What's your favourite? Well, I'd much rather have a lovely, nice cooked breakfast here in this lovely, lovely comfort of this wonderful, wonderful town than to be just eating out somewhere. Mm. Something warm, preferably with ale. I yeah. can arrange that, and I will dash out of the room. Okay. So you dash out of the room to rustle up some breakfast. What are Leonard and Kodak doing in their sudden quiet? By all the gods. She is different. <laughs> Good different or bad different? Different different. And Kodak just still kind of blinking. <laughs> just 
Well, I guess she's coming with us. I guess she is. If anything I, gets too bad, we have to make sure she gets out alive. <laughs> no, Fenelon would never forgive me if his understudy came to death at my hands. Do we have all the supplies we need to get to halfway? It's a bit, a bit of a track. No, I believe we'll be fine. We have our rations, we have everything we had before, and don't forget what was once Cartius has been repurposed. What should we do with the boots? Keep them. They're, they're too small for me. I assume they're definitely too small for you. Well, then we can repurpose them. Perhaps we give them to our new friend? Or... Might help could, keep her alive. Or you could put your hands in them and just walk on your hands. Uh, roll an intelligence check for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not one for being an idiot. Somehow gets a zero. <laughs> it's possible. Is it? I can get a zero. I've got an egg one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. All right. Um, that was a 16. Okay. So you know that magic items tend to sculpt themselves to the wearer. So boots that were too small, if you go to put them on and your feet are bigger, they'll get bigger. Swords will accommodate new people, clothes, capes. The magic just works that way. Kodak. These are magical boots, do not forget. You, if you tried to put them on your feet, they would accommodate you. If I tried to put them on my feet, they would grow to meet mine. They would grow to my size. Fair. Well, in that case, do you want the boots? Take them. I don't know if they'll work if I turn into a bear. You're probably better off taking them. If you insist, and with that I will put on the giant... I'll put on the them onto my giant feet okay so you now have uh boots of speed boots of speed um did your friend point out where the markets were yesterday he did say about there being plenty of stores um ben um ben Leonet, you do know where the markets are you have been here numerous times um he did not need to my friend i have been here so many times throughout my history i know exactly where they are could you perhaps show me where they are? I just want to grab a couple things before we go. Absolutely. Um, just a few incense and stuff like that. Absolutely. All right. And at that point, uh, Gordina comes back in with a tray piled high with food, I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Breakfast is served. Oh. We even got some ale and some mead. Thank you, Gordy. You are a lifesaver. <laughs> and as everyone sits down to tuck into a hearty breakfast, we'll go ahead and take a break here. You're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when we're together. Brighter than a lucky penny when you're near the rain disappears dear and I feel so fine just to know that you are mine my life is sunshine lollipops and rainbows that's how this refrain goes so come on join in everybody sunshine lollipops and rainbows everything that's wonderful is sure to come your way when you're in love to stay Sit 
And we're back. A very short and sweet song, much like our new PC. Uh, for those unaware, PC means player character in the context of D&D. Um, and as we return to a delicious breakfast, um, we'll go around the table and I, I will get everyone to describe their characters again, just as a refresher, and as we've got a new character. We'll start with you, Kodak. So Kodak's sitting there eating brekkie, um, rather large, what, six foot three, relatively shaggy looking hair with um, what looks to be patchwork of hide armor. And you can see the tattoo that runs down his right arm now, a um, little bit enhanced from his gift that he got. His lovely magic tattoo. Yes. So <laughs> it shows the form of a man shifting into a bear and runs down the length of the forearm. Um, like... So, having been travelling out for a bit, starting to get a bit of a scraggly-looking beard. Nothing too fantastic, but enough to keep it's your patchy. face warm. <laughs> yeah, it's quite yeah. patchy. Um, Gordina will also be having some breakfast, washed down with some ale. Um, being dwarven, she's very short. She's three foot six, so on the shorter end. Um, she's only 25, which in dwarven years is not quite like an adult yet um she's She's like on the cusp of turning 18 well they they said yeah they said it's about 50 that they become of age but i don't really follow the but yeah she's 25 25 human years so like yeah she'd be about 18 um she's very pale um but not quite as pale as the dwarves that stay underground because she does go to the surface a lot um, she's got really bright gold eyes, very sharp looking, um, and bright red hair, which is worn in braids. Um, being dwarvish, she would also have quite a luscious beard, um, which she keeps braided, but in a fairly simple style, um, more functional than anything. Leonette will indeed be tucking into a hearty breakfast, as he is a very large man, Leonet is a Goliath, a Goliath cleric. He has brilliant blue eyes that appear to glow. He is eight foot tall and very largely like stocky built, very muscular. He is completely bald, but but I do have a nice long black beard with streaks of grey. This enormously long, beautiful thing that I keep similarly braided down into a neat style. My skin is stone-like, covered in patent lithoderms. I am 30 years old, which is still very young in terms of Goliath years, and my entire goal is to search out as much knowledge as I possibly can. I am addicted to reading, I like to be polite to everybody, and I am awkward in social situations. Which we have absolutely learned. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that little refresher and reintroduction of our characters... Um, breakfast passes quite quickly. You have all been very hungry. Um, and there's a couple of extra uh, rations as well for Gordina to take with her. 
What are the three of you doing before you You leave? have a magnificent beard, Gordina. Thank you. I grew it all by myself. Kodak just sits there. He's like, it's quite nice. Kodak. Just looking at his patchy beard. <laughs> you do not have a magnificent beard. Not yet, but one day. One day, perhaps. One day. Maybe someday. All right. Shall we head off? Is there anything else that you need before we go? No, just to quickly duck to the markets and grab a few things, but it should be pretty easy for Leo to point out for me. I love the markets. Let's go. I need a piece. (laughs) (laughs) So the markets are on the way. Um, It's quite easy to stop in and purchase whatever you need and just to uh, avoid an hour-long shopping spree. Uh, If anyone wants to buy something, just... Uh, yeah. send me a message and we can update that. Um, I should have specified as well that um, this is just to clarify something that I purchased in a previous session. I do have now chain mail. Uh, chain shirt. Chain shirt, sorry. Yes, that's oh, what I have. Um, before we do leave, I'm going to leave a note to... I was about to say Philandrum, but I don't know if that's correct. Fenelon. Fenelon. Um The glaive from the Knolls, just saying that Knolls are also been on the move. Okay. Here's one we took from a pack leader. Be careful out there. Um, and I'm going to leave the glaive and the note there for him. Okay. I know I can't buy any spells, obviously, because that's not how that works. I will buy a bow and arrow. Okay. Well, uh, sorry, a bow and arrows, not just one yep. arrow. <laughs> you can buy spell scrolls. Um, you would not have the gold for them at this point. They're expensive. I have, like, 2,000 gold. That's about one spell scroll. Okay. I'll buy a bow and some arrows. How <laughs> okay. much gold do I have to subtract? Uh, that would depend. I want to practice my archery. Archery. Um. A short bow doesn't say how much it costs. Nah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know uh, in the I next I want the break. long one. Okay, well, I'll let you know what the cost is in the next break. <laughs> and Fit. about 500 arrows. Uh, I don't think you can take 550 gold. For, for longbow. a longbow, yep. Okay. And a nice help, uh, 50 arrows then. Because most of the time I'll just retrieve them after I've shot them. I'll say five silver for 50 arrows. Sweet. Make it 100. Uh, 10 silver. Okay. Kodak's going to go and get a few different forms of incense and a few old dried herbs and stuff like that, some charcoal as well. Yep. Was Gordina getting anything? No. All good. Ready to go. I might also, sorry, just buy a bit more paper and some yeah, writing fine. equipment. Yeah. Do I have to pay for that? Well, of course I pay for Yes, that. but again, I'll like just Let write down what sure. you want. Because I'm sort of like, I probably should have been specifying this because I am, you know, a learner of knowledge yes. and whatnot. I'm pretty much writing down what we've been doing, keeping almost like a diary of... Yep. I might actually put that on our social page, like update like entries from Leonet's diary. Yeah, if you want to write them out, I can post them on our Tumblr page. Day 14, Katja Cockton. Day 15, new friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> the sun's on the horizon. <laughs> so. I can see clearly now the Russians gone. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no. Um, yeah, I'd say that. Any weird trinkets just sitting around? Kodak wants something to remember this place for if he ever tells stories. Roll an investigation check for me. That I can do. Okay, maybe I can't. That's an eight. (laughs) Oh, well. There's a couple of weird trinkets, but they could also just be beads. 
there's definitely a lot of places that are, that sell like beard ornaments. Um, but if you do walk up to the store, one of the store owners is like, "Oh, laddie, I, I don't, I don't think you've got enough there to, to be any, don't to worry, be worth buying it, any of this. It's it's a gift. All right, if you say so. Can I get two? And I'll just get two random beads. Anything with like bear motifs or anything on it? Not really. They're more like gemstone based, oh. um, just plain colors. Okay, that's fair. Um, I guess I'll grab green one if there's any. Yeah, definitely green. Easy done. Perfect. Um, how much for that? Two copper. Perfect. And as you leave the markets with Gordina, leading the way, you go down, 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 further and further, uh, occasionally stopping to take one of the sometimes manned, sometimes unmanned lifts where you need to crank the lever to get the counterweight to move. I will do the cranking. And you slowly descend into deeper darkness until the only light is the soft glow of fungi and the odd glowworm as you start to enter the cavernous system that leads to halfway. Oh, it has been too long since I was here. I cannot wait to see Midnight and Onyx again. I hope they've been well. I hope they've been. No, I know. I know if I know these. If I know these people, and trust me, I do. They will have been very well looked after. Oh, trust me. I'm sure that they are fine. Do you have any pets, Gordy? No, not really. I like animals, but I'm never in one place long enough to keep a stable home. How long have you been here in um, Care Dunloden? Twenty-five years. But I do often go out adventuring. I see. You wouldn't like something small that you could take with you, like a guinea pig or a pygmy? Maybe. I guess I guess I always kind of think of them as needing somewhere soft and warm. And because I travel all the time and I often sleep rough, I wouldn't want them to have to do that too. If the, you wanted them to stay in a place that's soft and warm, they could just live in your beard. <laughs> that's true. That would be fun. At this point, like, Leo's social awkwardness is going to sort of kick in. He doesn't know what to do or what to say. The good news is that uh, <coughs> what you lack in social skills, Gordy, more than makes up for. Oh, yes. I just I could tell that Leo was going to say something really inappropriate, like, so, uh, got a boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I am gay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've uh, got a girlfriend. <laughs> Um, I would just like keep humming as as we move around. Just yep. never a moment of silence. Yeah. So it is. Uh, you all have dark vision, correct? I yeah. do not. We. St- I, I do. do not. Oh, you. You don't. I no, thought I you do. did, you Leo. Do. No, I Leo. thought I did too. Nope. But we Leo. found out last session I don't. Goliaths do not have dark vision. Rip. All that time when we were making fun of Karcher for not being able to see. And I was the only one I could really see. Yep. Well, I'm sorry. Which one of us went and got ourselves killed? Not me. Mercy Green. <laughs> yeah, I blame him entirely. Ah. Um, I can just imagine. Can so the, the, tun- the tunnels are dark, correct? Very um, dark. I'll do dancing lights and spread them out just ahead and two behind us as well as we move. I've got, like, flaming fingers, so I'm just sort of, like, using them as torches. You can just use the light cantrip. That's what I mean. Okay, cool. Like, just, like, finger lights. 
<laughs> Stop doing that hand motion. Um, My point is we can see. Yes. We can all see. All of us equally. Yes, you have a small area of dim light surrounding you. Hey, Kodak. If we died down here, how long do you think it would take for us to be found? Three days. Sorry. Maybe less. Maybe less. That's still quicker than I thought I was going to say in the years category. Kodak, uh, Gordy, is your name Kodak? Uh, It could be. It's not. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, I am three a days is surprisingly fast, though. I am friendly. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that, Leo. <laughs> we do sweeps of the tunnels quite frequently. It's not very nice when you come along something that's uh, well, something rotting. Oh, so we like to find people when they're still fresh and preferably alive. I, I suppose being alive is a good thing to look for in people. It is. It's one of my favourite traits of people. It's one of my least favourite. No, bad <laughs> bit. That's not Leo. That's not Leo. <laughs> Indeed, being alive is so much better than the alternative. <laughs> Kodak, just think back to all the bodies Leo's like torched. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, you didn't say that out loud. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just yeah, flash back to the mountains of corpses left in his wake. Hey, Gordy, do you want to amaze Kodak? Okay. Tell him how far down we are. Really, 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 really far down. I mean a number, Gordy. Oh, I don't know. I don't dig the mines. We're like... Kodak, 20,100 of something down. Kodak, we're more than a kilometre underground. Yeah. The realisation just kind of hits Kodak. He's like, oh, that's... that. Okay. Just a couple of rocks, like, skitter down the wall and the palms just yeah. start sweating. Forgive There's me, Kodak, are you afraid of being underground? <laughs> no, 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 I just... I don't like to bring attention to just exactly how much of the earth is above me. The dwarves are master builders. These tunnels will not collapse. Not That's fantastic to know. And, and if just, they do... Kodak's kind of slightly picking up his speed. <laughs> I promise <laughs> if they do collapse, you won't know about it. Well, you will... But no, you won't have time. <laughs> that's, that's my point. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a relief, I guess. You'll be seeing Karcher again before you can say squish. Squish! Oh, nothing happened. No, but a couple of mushrooms up ahead did seem to flare a little bit brighter at the sound. Of squish? Yeah. I didn't... At, oh, I just said the word squish. I didn't actually make a squishy noise. No, but like at the sound of Gordy... Saying squish loudly, a couple of mushrooms up ahead flared up. Gordy, do that again. Squish. More mushrooms. One more time louder. Squish. Did anything happen? Yeah, a couple of things continue to glow. If they're eyes, I'm out. (laughs) No, they're not eyes. But you hear something echoing back down the tunnel. That sort of sounds like. <laughs> Leo, I think the kettle's boiled. Uh oh. Gordy. Yeah. Do you know what they are? Um. Roll a nature check for me, just Gordy. Uh, with advantage because this is your. Shit goes down when DM says roll for initiative. Oh, that's a nat 20. 
Nice. So was that with advantage? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Does it matter? I just can't find my... 22. I've got your sheet up. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you do know what these are. They are called shriekers. They are large fungus-like plants that really don't like to be disturbed. Um, I think perhaps maybe we should try to be quiet now. Do you know what these things are? They're called shriekers, and I should have known better. They they don't like lots of noise. That's why they live down here. Understood. We proceed quietly. Tiptoe. Um, you see, I'll begin to pull a... Sp- I pull my sprig out and slowly begin <coughs> casting Pulse Without a Trace. Okay. If it's silence we want, I'll try my best. And as you cast that, we will go ahead and duck into another quick break. You're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 June FM. jump back in with a stealth roll from everybody um, and as Kodak has cast pass without a trace that is a plus 10 yes. for up to an hour so in other words we shouldn't we really shouldn't fail this <laughs> famous last words Ben <laughs> well, I've, famous last words I've already got a, I've got a plus for something for stealth um, you do hang on let I'm me just, ju- it's alright I've got it up here oh no I'm just saying let me double check what armor you have attached Oh. <laughs> All you hear is clink, clink, clink. <laughs> <laughs> Scale mail, just that gentle shimmering. Mm. Sounds like someone's shaking a bag of, like, the um, tags off fizzy drink. Yeah. 
Well, with the plus 10 and with my stealth bonus, I didn't think I'd ever be able to get to say this. I got a 30. Well, wow. Past that trace, it's a hell of a spell. Okay. You also yeah. don't get disadvantage on your stealth roll, so that's good. Now, out of curiosity, what are you doing about the lights? They can't hear lights. No, but they can see them. Um, after you've said shriekers, I'll snuff out the dancing light. Okay. Mm-hmm. I will put away my fingers. All right. And what is everyone else's stealth roll? 24. 24. 16. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> roll for initiative. The shriekers turn into shrunkers. We just <laughs> get absolutely schwonked. <laughs> the schwonky boys. <laughs> They're strunk. Let me just... Uh, I really want us to, like, at some point have to fight something reminiscent of the Globgo Gabgalab. I feel like that would be hilarious. Oh, there's, oh it's you. pretty much just an abolith. The oh. schwabble abolibble libble dab dab <laughs> I would like to fight the uh, purple people eater. One horn, one eyed, purple flying people eater. I want to fight Mothman. I want to fight <laughs> my inner demons. Moths are one of the few things I'm, like, legitimately, like, not afraid okay. of, but, like, can't stand. Well, oh. well I that failed. was me filling time while Ash looked up what the... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me rolling uh, perception rolls, and that was a natural 20. Meaning? Kodak was perceived. Hi. It's <laughs> just like, you know, I'm counting the hat where the cat has the whiskers, and he's like, ting, 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 <laughs> you, uh, you've, you've cut the lights, and you still have... A dark vision to an extent, but it is very dark down here. And your foot hits a pebble that you didn't see, and it skitters down the cavern in front of you, and you just hear a chorus of Kodak. I know. Silence your feet. Can I get a. No. <laughs> okay, there's a cave-in killing Leonard instantly. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, if there was a cave-in a kilometre underground, there is no way Leonard is the only one getting killed. Um, can I get a perception check from everyone? Sure. <laughs> Just imagine that on air. No. And for smart-ass, Leonard is insta-killed. Gets murked. Um. Well, I don't think that's going to be too helpful. I have a two. A two. A two. A two. One what less than a two. Gordy get? 21. 21. Unnatural 20. Oh, sorry, I forgot to add my bonus. I'll have you know that was a five. <laughs> Jesus. One, two, three, four, five. Once I caught a fish alive. And then I became a vegan. All right, sorry, what's happening <laughs> with the perception? Um, so... You don't actually notice that much outside of the plants, but they're getting more and more agitated. And every time you take a step now, it's the movement. It's not the noise. It's not the light. It's the movement. I'm sorry, did this campaign just turn into friggin' little shop of horrors? (laughs) Yes. Oh, baby, we've already been here. (laughs) Um, would we no- so would we notice that they're reacting to movement? Yes, because every time you move, every time you take a step, it's that chorus of shrieks again. Cease. Stop. Everybody stop. 
Can I grab like a handful of pebbles and just kind of like throw them in a different direction from where we are? They're you, mushrooms. They're not. You can. Um, all it really does is make them burst out screaming again. Oh, oh hang on. What am I thinking? I don't know. What are you thinking? There's an easy way to. There's an easy solution here. Burn them all. Gordina, your Katya is showing. <laughs> sorry, we probably shouldn't. That's probably really like. No one ever said that Gordina wasn't like sociopathic. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. You swap one evil for another one, but one's just. I apologize for not being able to keep the immersion going. <laughs> one's just sugar coated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of them just hides it better. So, can I try and communicate with them? Uh, the mushrooms? Yeah. Mushroom dance. <laughs> hey, he's a fun guy. You can try. Oh, that wasn't me communicating, sorry. <laughs> I speak mushroom. Oh. <laughs> we mean you no harm. What is your name? You know what? I've got a better idea. How many of them? Um, how many of them can I see? Three main ones. Kodak. Yes. Gordina. Yeah. Run. Pass them or away. Pass them. Okay. I'm gonna sprint. I'm just gonna try and go helpful leather past them. Okay. This is true. I forgot about that. Yes, you do. Kodak, Gordina, grab onto me. Okay. Slow you down. Just <laughs> grab onto me. Mm, roll a strength check. Um, 19. Okay, because you're now carrying two extra people with you, um, even with the boots of speed, it halves your movement. That's all right. Big, long legs. Take, take the literal one. We'll be fine. We got this. Take the little one, just tuck under the arm like a football. <laughs> and I'll click the heels and zoom straight past the Shrieky boys. Okay. So you run and you run and you leave the Shrieks behind. And all of a sudden, all three of you realize you can't see anything. Oh, no. Like, as I went past them, I went fingers. No. No, dark vision. You no can't longer. see anything. Even Oh, even with dark vision? Magical darkness, my boys. Oh, cries. <sighs> but also, can we not hear the shriekers anymore? They've faded into the into the background. Okay, so we did stop. Kodak, are you near us? Feels out. I mm. think so. Can you hear me? Well, obviously. <laughs> Gordina, you still with me? I am attached to your back. I noticed. It was like wearing a jetpack. I uh, like wearing a backpack. I like it. Well, hang on. I'm just going to, like, attempt to cast light. And obviously when it fails, I'm going to be like, okay, this is magical darkness. Gordina, do these tunnels normally employ magical darkness? Uh, not normally, but we've had a lot of unwanted guests, and sometimes they will do things like this. I think it's meant to be a trick, but I don't like it. I, in that case... 
upon hearing, you know, that there have been unwanted visitors, um, I am just going to cast Detect Evil and Good. Okay. Um, because that, for the duration, you know, if there was an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead within 30 feet of you, as well as where the creature is located, or an object within 30 feet of you that is magically constipated or desec- uh, consecrated or desecrated. <laughs> That's one for the quote wall. <laughs> the spell can penetrate most barriers, so I'm going to cast Detect Evil and Good. You detect nothing. Okay, that's bizarre. Also, um, does a 23 hit your AC? Oh, God, yes. Does a 19 hit your AC, Gordy? Yes. That was an 8. I'm guessing the 8 does not hit Kodak's AC. No. I'm so just trying to find Gordy on the ground. Where are you? <laughs> Gordy and Leonette, yes. um, you have been surprised. You take... Leonette takes 9 bludgeoning damage, and you feel something cling to you and engulfing your head. And you are blinded. I was blinded before. You are now extra blinded. <laughs> what? Very blind. <laughs> Nothing happens. You're just like, if the magical darkness is lifted, then you're I still, still blind. Can't see, yes. And you can't breathe. Leo's getting waterboarded. <laughs> uh, Where's the money? <laughs> Gordina, you take seven points of bludgeoning damage, and you also feel something engulfing you, and you are unable to breathe. Hmm. Can I cast breathe? That is not a spell. <laughs> and Kodak you feel something slip past you something weird and sort of slimy and almost like a leathery wing and I'll go ahead and get a initiative roll from everyone no and I need to while uh, Ash rolls initiative, because yes. we're, c- we're coming up to the time of the song break anyway. Yep. So let's just... Um, we'll just cut to a quick song break, because I have about six initiative rolls. Oh, thank you for giving that away. That is absolutely wonderful. It's all good. You guys didn't have to fight the Shriekers. The Shriek... Oh, okay. So that was a... That was a possibility. Yeah, you could have decided you were going to be like, nah, let's just fry him. But you didn't, and I appreciate that. It was... You came to a non-violent solution. We ran away. For the first time this campaign. (laughs) We just sprinted past them. We just left our problems behind to find new ones. So we will cut to a song break. If Ben has chosen. Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm okay. Okay, cool. You're listening to Dungeons & Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM. We'll be right back.
right, we are back and immediately in combat. Now, uh, Leonette, you are at the top of the round. You are currently uh, suffocating and you have something on your head. <laughs> so Just an average Saturday night. <laughs> it is a bucket. Yeah, pretty much. So am I able... Okay, so uh, I assume it's going to be an action to try and rip this smothery thing off my head. Yes. Uh... You have to make a strength check. Oh, actually, oh, do I have to do the strength check before my turn? That is your turn. No, I mean not to rip that. I've got a better idea. Okay. I'm essentially going to cast Burning Hands and just... So that's not how Burning Hands works because it's a tu- it's not a touch spell. Oh, no, hang on. Okay, let me find... I've got, I have got something <laughs> that is a touch spell. Hold on. I've got a fire-based touch spell. I've just got to find which one it is. Bear with me. What I wouldn't give for Shocking Grasp right now. You're um, not wrong. Well, okay, Burning Hands is technically self, but it is erupts in a cone from you. Um, uh, so no, no, I don't want to incinerate Gordy, so... Yes, yeah, so... <laughs> I'll stick... Okay, then. I had an idea. It didn't work. I'm not going to try and, like, cut my own head off because that would be counterproductive. <laughs> I'm just going to try and rip it off my head. Okay, so roll a strength check for me. Yes, sir. And that one decapitates, rips Gordy's head off. <laughs> it just gets tied up. All right. Uh, my strength bonus is a plus big. That's plus four. Yes. So that is a 17. You are able to rip this thing off your head. Um, you still can't actually see. Is that just because of the darkness or because I'm still blind? No, because of the darkness. Okay. Am I, so it's in my hands? Um. Once you've ripped it off, it just kind of wiggles out of your grasp. Can I try and catch it? Um, no, you have used your action for this turn to make that strength check. To rip it off my head? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Did it, wait, was it the same thing that was on Gordy? You don't know. You can't see. Okay, well, I'm just wondering if I've just ripped it off her head as well. You don't know. You can't see. Radio. Um. Let's see if I've got a bonus action to burn the place down or something. Okay. I do have a bonus action. Yeah. Um, it is. Um, oh no, I think that would. I don't think it would work. I was going to say warding flare, but I suspect that. Um, I suspect that that wouldn't really work unless it directly attacked me, which I don't think it did. Uh, well, technically it did, but you were surprised by it. Yeah, radio. Sorry. Yeah. Moving on. Next person. Uh, well, it is the thing that you just pulled off your head. If you get back on my... I'm thinking like there's brain suckers from Futurama. I'm just thinking, <laughs> if you get back on my head, I swear to God, I will headbutt a wall. Does a whatever 7 plus 5 is hit? That would be a 12, 12. and that would be a no. Okay, well, <laughs> this thing tries to get back on your head, um, and it fails miserably. So it's going to just... You hear the sound of it flapping away. I just picture Leo's trying to, like, fold a blanket in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Kodak's turn. <laughs> Leonette trying to fold a fitted sheet. <laughs> um, it is superpower, despite what people tell me. Um, so I'm going to semi-shift. Yep. Um, so basically you're a freak, like half bear, half yeah. man. Sure. No offense to all the freaks out Less there. Less half bear, half man, more just now extra furry man. Okay, so we're a Sasquatch. Yeah, Basically. we're in search of Sasquatch. 
What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> new character design on the way. Oh, please. Uh, please <laughs> let me play Sassy the Sasquatch. <laughs> I feel like feel like we get sued oh, if I do I will that kill Leonette off if it means <laughs> um, I get to play Sassy the Sasquatch. Um, I can't tell what these creatures are or where they are, are they? Nope, you are completely blinded. Cool. Um, I'm going to randomly cast Primal Strike and hope for the best. Now one hits Leo. Okay. Um, I'm guessing at disadvantage because I can't see. Okay. So, for funsies, you can either roll at disadvantage or... You can roll, and if it hits, or okay, you can either roll a d8 and then roll to hit, and it is up to you which one you choose. Ooh, how does the no? I roll a hit and then go for a d8. Okay, a disadvantage. Um, fourteen. Okay, fourteen. Now roll a d8. Is that for damage? Nope. That's oh. so who I hit. Three. Yep. Right. So. <laughs> decapitates Leonette and Gordy at once. So uh, Orm appears, decapitates him too. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, that that does hit, so roll damage. Wait, who did it hit? Which? We'll find uh, out. You guys are blinded. <laughs> we'll feel it. <laughs> oh, they're about to feel it. Um, nine points of damage. Nine points of damage? Okay, neither of you feel anything. You're safe. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not that mean. No, I was talking to him. If he just smacked me in the head with a friggin... What were you using? Just, like, sassy hands. <laughs> primal savagery. You said nine damage? Yep. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, is that is primal savagery, like, something you just whack out with your hands, or is it a blade? Uh, it's a melee spell. Yeah, sure. Yep. And... Anything else on your turn? Uh, no, I used both my action and bonus action. Okay. So... Let's uh, let's have some fun with this. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Kodak does a seventeen. Yes. <laughs> okay, an eight doesn't hit. Uh, does an eleven hit? No. Okay. So you take seven points of necrotic damage as something weird and squishy latches onto your arm for a moment. Oof. We're basically fighting blobfish here. Mm, maybe. It's just Let's the leather chickens have come back for revenge. Ooh, yay. Why am I rolling so badly? 9, 10, 11 does not hit your AC, Lionette. Hell no. Does a 17? No. Uh, 14 does not. No. And a 13 does not. No. You lucky bastard. I have the power! <laughs> just hear it all muffled. <laughs> I feel so sorry for any headphone users out there. <laughs> anyway, that was that thing's turn. Gordina. Yes. What are you doing? Um, I will attempt to rip it off of my head. So okay. strength roll. Did you just rip Oh, that's a nat 20. Plus one. Thought it. Considered it. Um, so that was a nat 20 yes. plus one. So you rip it off your head, um, but that is your action. I can also use a bonus action, eye for detail, which is you can use a bonus action to make a perception check to spot a hidden creature or object. Okay. Um, you can do that, but it will be a disadvantage because you are blinded by the magical darkness. Okie dokie. 
Oh, they were both five. Um, so that was ten. So not great. Yeah, not enough, unfortunately. No. Um, and that is all I can do, I believe. Yeah. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Do 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 do. I misspelled what that is. Um, you hear another bizarre clicking sound. The mysterious clicking noise. More like. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the one that Billy's really good at. So, since when did this turn to an ASMR show? <laughs> I don't know, why not? It always was. Isn't it always being? Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just relatable as so we hear a clicking noise <laughs> yeah good hit i'm guessing a six does not hit no. your ac what okay. is that mysterious clicking noise snape snape no <laughs> just no um you feel something kind of slippery and somehow both slippery and stone like slide past but it misses and doesn't make contact if it's moving past me, can I use a reaction and an opportunity attack on that? It's not moving. So oh, this was okay. a failed attack. If you have a reaction on that um, you can use when something attacks you, you can use that. But because it is not moving, yeah, um, it is not. The reaction just says opportunity attack. Yeah, so an opportunity saying. attack is specifically when a creature leaves melee range. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, that was the Grinch's turn. <laughs> I misspelled it. It's meant to be a Grick. Oh. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm like, oh my god, we're getting on Jim Carrey. He's a mean one. Leo decapitates. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All righty, Rue Gordina. Does a 15 hit your AC? No. Damn, you guys have got some good ACs. Yeah, Only no. when I transform. Let us fight a dragon. No, no <laughs> you will die. I choose life. I choose life. That's a natural one. That does not hit. <laughs> no, that doesn't hit. That hits mine. Anybody. Leave. <laughs> Leo starts at two. <laughs> I, I love that you said two because I also just rolled a two, nice. making it a seven. Boy, I'm rolling badly tonight, but we are at the top of the round, and it's Leonette's turn. I am now. I still have disadvantage, don't I? Yes, every attack you make is at disadvantage because you cannot see anything. Is there any like light spell that would penetrate the magic darkness? Nope. Terrific. Not that we have available. I mean, the definition of magical mm. darkness is light spells cannot penetrate it. Well, ma magical light to the power of infinity. Uh, this okay. is when we have to use the force. Okay. Um, I'm going... Can intuitive cast my own darkness? <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. Don't right. see. You can't yeah. see. So if any darkness overlaps an area of light created by a spell of second level or lower, the spell creating the light is dispelled. What if I cast fairy fire? 
Uh, Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light. No, because it's light and it's under second level. You have to cast it at third level at least. Yeah, it is. Can I do that then? No, you do not have third level spells. Crud, crud, crud. Next level. Okay. Fireball. In that case, I'm. I see. I don't. I don't want to cast any spells because I don't want to incinerate my party. I feel like that's impolite. I mean, in fairness, I'm like attached to your back. So you're oh, not going to get me. Yeah, but I don't want to incinerate friggin' Sasquatch over there. You don't know where I am. <laughs> no, that's exactly my <laughs> that, point. That's the problem. I can't cast a spell because I will. I don't know where this thing is. I don't know where the yeah. old mate Squishy Blob is. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I've I got mean, a better you idea. You can always find where Kodak is. Just flail in the dark. Sure, no, like, I've got a better idea. I'm, you're still on my back, aren't you, Gordy? Yes. In that case, I'm going to sprint back in the opposite direction till I can pen it, till I can get out of the darkness. Okay. You sprint about 20 feet away. Yep. And in front of you, you just see a dark cloud. Radio. I'm going to just turn around and, re- and do that again in the opposite direction. So That's basically going back to where I started. Okay. And now oh, that was my movement. So now I'm... Well, you've got like 60 feet of movement. All right. I'm just going to, yeah, feel out with my hands and just wait until I hit something furry, which is Kodak, or squishy, which is evil. Okay. Make a perception check at disadvantage. So two times perceptions? Yep. Okay. And take the lowest number. Yes, of course. All right. Well, that was a 17, so that's mm-hmm. a good one so far. And that was an 18. Okay, so 17 plus... Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. My, I, didn't think, I didn't think bonuses counted for disadvantage. So that's, that's a 20. Okay, it, it, Anytime you roll, if it's a skill check, you include the bonus. Radio. Um, you know what? Kodak just feels something lightly brush his arm. <laughs> what was that? No, it just grabs your face. <laughs> yeah, no, you do. Grabs you reach out hair. and you feel something that feels like a vaguely human-shaped face that's kind of fuzzy. Your hand kind of um, en- engulfs the entire thing. And uh, Kodak, is that your face? <laughs> okay, I'm going to turn away so like Kodak is behind me. Okay. So then Gordy is between me and... So now there's no... Re- possibility of this doing any damage to them. I'm now going to cast my spell, which will basic, which is the coney one. I'm just trying to f- burning burning hands. Burning hands, maybe. Yeah, no, I can't use that's, scorching ray. It's burning hands is the cone one. Yeah, radio. I think that's going to be the best one. Burning hands cast at second level. Okay, which means they have to make a deck saving throw of thirteen. Let me just. Um I've never realised until now just how well that works in close quarter combat. Yeah, Burning hands. It's like fireball. Yeah. It's just someone rolling up in a hallway with a flamethrower and just Pretty good luck. much. Yeah. Um, also, That's why I wanted to make sure you didn't get caught in the crossfire. <laughs> Whereabouts are you like? Are you just doing it out in front of you? Yes. You're straight to the wall. Okay. <laughs> Don't, because um, I'm actually afraid of that happening. You said a deck saving throw, right? Yes, of 13. Well, that's a five. <laughs> that's a one. <laughs> does that mean it does double? No. Okay. And that's a zero. <laughs> okay. Four D six. I'll four roll them D6. for you now. Four D six, and that is a total damage of hell's yeah twenty. Okay. You can smell like burning. If rubber existed, you'd say it smelled like burning rubber. So it, it stinks, basically. Yeah. Oh, I apologise for the smell, but I think I damaged them. 
well, you damage something. Can I? Sir I, Orm, but uh, in like the trapped in rubber, just Sir Orm's turned into a giant tire. Um, <laughs> just pulling actually, a okay. Special action. Does that count as a reaction? Uh, what? Or oh, bonus action? What, it, what is it? I have an idea. Um, channel divinity. Uh, okay, channel divinity. Um, which channel divinity were you doing? Um, as an action, you can use. Oh, I've got to wait for an action. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Oh, you clumsy twat. <laughs> All right, I'll wait for my next turn. Because so now I have an idea that would work really well and it would be really cool and I've just wasted my bloody action. Trench gun go. Yeah, so you, you read your uh, your character abilities. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> for the light domain cleric. <laughs> yes, the one that says can dispel any magical darkness. Oh, my God. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> How many sessions in are we? Eleven. <laughs> You, you can't see, listeners. I'm holding my head in my hands, and I feel like a complete and abject Shame. Right a, a man who truly ding. defeated. Please don't kill these things. I want to do this now. Please try not to kill these things. I have some day. unfortunate news for you, Ben. They're all dead, aren't they? No, that was a natural 20 to hit you. Oh, well, that's fine. Kill me for all I care at this point. I deserve it. <laughs> that's not true. That's and not true. Not me. I'm <laughs> Okay, so six. So that's nine, ten, eleven... 13, 14 bludgeoning damage. Ow. Um, and so now, how cool would it have been if as soon as we walked into the darkness, instantly dispelled? Would have been awesome. And I f- flubbed it. I was waiting for a fifth. <laughs> and uh, you are once again being suffocated as something clamps over your head. <laughs> uh, and it's Kodak's turn. Um, so after hearing all this, and do I feel any of the heat? Offer this spell. Oh, you would. Okay, cool. Turning away from the source of heat. Um, oh, I can't find any of them in the dark. Ooh, what can I do? Well, I guess that's just going to have to happen. Um, I'm going to cast Primal Strike again into the darkness. Okay, roll the d4 first. A d4. Yep. One. Okay. And roll attack. That disadvantage. Yep. Perfect. Not perfect, but it'll do. 14. That hits. Roll damage. As you... Four points of damage. Four points of damage. You lash out, and your claws do connect with something. And you're, you're pretty sure you've done damage. Oh, that's that's fair. Um, and that will be it for my turn. Okay, Gordina. Um, it's not tons that I'm confident doing. Um, I will risk a shot with my crossbow. Okay. Um. Um. To twenty-one to hit. Okay, roll the d4. That was hitting with disadvantage. Oh, hang on. Yeah. When I rolled again, it got a higher. Okay, cool. Um, four. Okay. 21 does hit. So, roll damage. Um... 
So that is 11 damage. 11 damage. And I think you technically an ally of yours is within five feet of this creature, so you can use sneak attack. Oh, okay, cool. So um, let's just close that. So it's an extra 2d6 damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2d6 plus... I'm pretty sure there's a plus. Oh, so there is not. Six. An extra six. An extra six damage. Seventeen. Okay, cool. Yeah, you shoot blindly with your crossbow and you hear a... <laughs> as it connects with something in the darkness. Nice. Um... Oh, I think that's all I can do. Okay. Sorry, excuse me. So, 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 so. Does a 16 hit your AC? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is... Four, seven, eight, nine slashing damage on that attack. And I'm going to guess a 19 also hits. Yeah. So you take an extra five piercing damage on that. As tentacles, like, curl up around you and something sharp pecks at your shoulder. Mm. Gross. Oh, wait, that had, um, that had resistance. So, 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 it is Dark Mantle number two, which will that fail on attempting to slop on someone's head. And that also fails. Top of the round, we're back to Leoneth. Right, I don't care that I've got this squeaky blubby thing on my head. I am going to, um, so... I'm going to realize that I am a cleric and therefore not a moron. (laughs) I will channel divinity, presenting my holy symbol, dispelling any magical darkness within 30 feet, and each hostile creature within 30 feet must make a con saving throw or take 2d 10 plus 4 radiant damage, half damage on success. Suck on those apples. I wish I'd been smart enough to do that at the beginning because that would have been fantastic. Turn all the lights on. <laughs> Just see. I'm so mad at myself. It would have been such an epic moment. Leonard hasn't had any of those yet. He nearly had one. Oh. I'm sure Leo's time will come. Oh, it doesn't say how many times you can use that. I'm going to assume it's once per day. Yeah, I think it is until certain levels. Most channel divinities, they seem to have like one every short rest. I don't know if that's a similar thing here. Yeah, I think because it's the special, which is the short rest. Mm. Uh, So it's either... I'll have to look it up later. But I have it now, so I'm going to use it. Yes, so everything has to make a con saving throw. Yes, and the magical darkness is dispelled. Do I need to, like, cry something out? Oh, I can't. My head's smothered. No, you don't need to. No, I wanted to. It would have been cool. Over here. God of light, I seek thy salvation. (laughs) <laughs> guide our path and free us from these <laughs> this must be great listening <laughs> so yeah con saving throw it is ASMR, ASMR hour here at Tune FM so do they so now the magical darkness is gone yes 
Uh, yes, and Sweet. I need to roll con saving throws. You said it was a 13? Yes. Uh, number one succeeded. Damn. And let me just write suck here next to it so I know. Um, that's an 11. You fail because you suck. Yep. That's an F in the chat for my boys. Rubby boy, rubbery boys. That's an 18. Well, you've succeeded because I suck. And that's a 19. Okay, so if two, uh, three of them succeed, one of them fails. Yep. So uh, roll the damage. 10 plus four. <laughs> I really hope you rolled max. Didn't roll max. I rolled 10 and 9. Okay, so that's so 23. 19. That's that 23. Good. That is magical. What? 23, because it was 2d10 plus 4. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you kill one thing outright. Um, just picture, like, you know the scene in Ants when they're roasting with a magnifying glass? <laughs> just picture <laughs> that happening to the one that dies, just in, just blinded by the light and just instant vaporization. I, f- I feel like for anyone who lives in Armadale, the lights when they come on at the show. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm picturing right now. Just um, now, you said 24 damage in total? 23. 23. Halved would be... Tw- 12. If 12 if you roll rounding up 11. No, you roll down to be 11. Mm-hmm. Um, you kill another thing. So basically, as Leonet, uh presents his holy symbol, it begins to glow with this blinding white light dispelling all the darkness. And you see these bizarre, almost... Uh, None of you have been to the coast. Hmm? Character-wise, you wouldn't know what a stingray is. Oh. oh. You see kite-like creatures, not the bird, the, the mm-hmm. thing. Crikey! Made of um, leather, well, not made of, like leather with beaks and one thing that is now smouldering on the ground that Cave looks to be pancakes. made out of stone. <laughs> With tentacles and a beak. No, the two things that I killed, they're not on the ground. They're vaporized. Yeah. They're just, they're gone. But you see it as they become vaporized. Sure. But there are... I should actually not specify. Do I still have something on my head? No. Or did it get... Yeah, That was the one you killed. Beautiful. Um, But there are two of these bizarre, flappy, cave-dwelling things. Left. That you can now see. Oh. Well, this fight just got a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and it is Kodak's turn. Um, so there's two of those flappy things. Is there anything else around? Nope. Oh, cool. Just some smoldering mushrooms. Mushroom. Um, perfect. Well, now that I can see what I'm doing, I am going to attempt to cast Primal Savagery oh. on one of them. Okay, two or three. Two. Cool. Um, that's a 12. Somehow I'm worse with hitting. Oh, like Jesus. Yeah, these dudes have real low AC. Cool. Um, that's 13 points of damage. Cool. You literally cut it in half. Just it just falls to the ground in two separate pieces. And it's Gordina's turn. Excellent. I will attack with my um, crossbow again. Alrighty. That is... Ah, uh, 20. Um, Natural 20? 25, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, look, I'm just going to say it right now because that's going to do double damage and you've got sneak attack. You just shoot it through the head and kills it. Nice. And oh, is that the end of combat? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's all of them. Yeah, that is. Everything is gone and you are just... It's still dark, but as you stop to take a breather, a we will also <laughs> take a breather <laughs> and cut to a quick break here on uh, 106.9 Tune FM.
time to hesitate is through No time to wallow in the mire Try now we can only lose And our love become a funeral pyre Come on baby, light my fire Come on baby, light my fire Try to set the night on Alright, we are back in now much more peaceful, but still kind of spooky underground darkness, punctuated by the occasional pulsating glowworm and glowing mushroom. I'm just looking down at the dead, like, what are they called? The the things that look like stingrays? Mm, roll an intelligence check. Oh, sorry, it's just for a joke. I'm just going to look down and be like, that was for Steve Owen. Anyway, sorry. Kodak, I believe Steve you. Steve Owen. The, um, I can't say that. I believe <laughs> Dragon Hunter? <laughs> I know, I was going to say, like, yeah, I don't know, the Dwarven Prophet. I don't know. Um, it's not. So I'm going to quickly shift back into normal form just before Godina doesn't. What Hoping is? Gordina doesn't spot anything. Well, unluckily for you, her passive perception is a 15, so she definitely noticed. Just keeps looking. Oh, look. And starts poking around the bodies to have a look at them. He went through puberty very early. And then apparently went back. Yeah, he's got a condition. It happens sometimes. <laughs> Can I roll inside? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Roll not being a dumbass. <laughs> Would you like to roll a deception, Kodak? Sure, why not? That sounds about right. Hey. It's a human thing. Um, two. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not human. I just... Yeah, look, I'm just going to let this one slide. Yeah, just files it away in brain for later. <laughs> yep, this is something that we can work on when we're out of here. <sighs> Are you okay, Leo? Yes, I'm just getting my breath back. What took you so long to cast that? I, yeah, I was going to say, that's new. <laughs> I, I didn't feel as though I deserved to use it. Why not? Before... You came along, Gordy. There was an encounter that we had with a defiler of holy, holy, holy temples, and I and Katya, our old friend, um, got a little bit out of hand when we were questioning him. I broke the tenets of what I believe in, and I did not think I had the right to call upon the faith to 
lend assistance. Oh, that guy with the finger. That's the one. I wonder what he's up to. Well, we might have an opportunity to run into him soon enough if Ashal has encountered him at halfway, which I'm starting to think is a possibility. I thought... Sorry, Meta. I thought he was dead. Yeah. So Orem straight up told you that he killed him. You only. And also you just turned on... It's always sunny in Afar. Is there something else I can help with? Your patrons just address you for the first time. How do you feel? (laughs) (laughs) Siri the warlock patron. Shut up! (laughs) Siri, go away! There you go, she's gone. (laughs) Shout at God until it goes away. (laughs) Apologies for our level of dumbassery. It's been a long month. Look, I'll take responsibility for that. That was my shit. (laughs) And just a little heads up, I know it's 10 to 10, but we are going to go for another half hour or so, purely because we did have to run so late because of some issues beforehand. So unfortunately. We will have a full two-hour session. Apologies for the lateness. Yes. Anyway, so yes, I... That guy with the finger, I, I still have not forgiven myself for that, and I did not believe I had the right to call upon to call upon to call upon the gods of light for assistance. Well, that seems silly. If I know anything about faith, is that you should always be able to call upon those that you have faith in. Oh, you see, like, you don't actually have an aww moment. I'm just sort of going to smile. Just starts openly weeping. I'm just going to sort of smile down he at Gordy. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I'm going to smile down at Gordy for that one. And the hearts of his enemies. <laughs> Presumably you're not on, uh, she's not on my back anymore. No, I will right, like, okay. slid down. And she's about, like. Because I, that was kind of fun looking out. I wouldn't have an issue with her riding on my back. Little backpack. Yeah. You wouldn't even notice most of the time. You'd be like, where is she? Yeah, probably not. I'm a very large, Sister strong man. I would like not know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I could have, like, Katya on one side and Gordy on the other. It'd be like that from Emperor's New Groove. The, I really the hope devil you don't have Katya on one side. <laughs> <laughs> Just the corpse look over your shoulder. What's hey, that, Katya? Kill them you, all. How do you think we got Katya back from the from where she died to I the door? I know how you did. I was she listening. listened yeah, to I the had episode. To carry her. I just slung her over my shoulder like a sack of rotting spuds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a bit too Russian for my liking. Um, it, it's just pre-vodka. <laughs> Oh, God. We could have turned him into... Oh, no, she's not actually potato. Sorry. No, Moving she's on. not literally potato. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Moving on. Okay, okay. Returning. <laughs> Sorry. Back to the immersion. Back Be- to the real world. <laughs> back to the real, not real world. <laughs> um, Gordy, can you make me a survival roll, please? Uh, that was a 19. This is deeper. At, at this point, before. they're no longer mines. They We're, are, like, in the earth. You are in... Cabin old ancient cavern systems with offshoots of caves and you can hear this faint drip. Kodak, imagine the history in this place. It would be incredible. Imagine what this place has seen. Who has called this place home before we visited? I could stay down here and study it for weeks. Maybe don't. You don't see too well in the dark. And I'm just kind of looking up at the cavern roof, looking for more of those creatures. Well, you really know how to harsh a man's buzz. <laughs> you can't see anything. Haha, ha, blind bitch. <laughs> He's the one with dark vision. Haha, ha, blind bear bitch boy. <laughs> um, but you have you have seen maps of this area before, mm-hmm. Gordy. So you are fairly confident that you can navigate your way through safely. Okay. 
All Leo, right. I've got a gift for you. And I cast Dancing Lights around Leo. <laughs> what are I they like doing just dancing? They're just floating off. around you. What are these in Adolf? Uh, light. Thank you. I appreciate that. It is helpful considering I am not as well-sighted as you are. That, that is very fair. My people are very good at seeing in the dark. It would be a handy trait to have. Can you see in the dark, Gordy? Mm-hmm. Very well. Yeah, I have dark vision. One would hope so, living underground. Indeed. Down and down into the deep. You have superior dark vision. Yeah, I see real well. And then we go out into the sun and I'm basically a bat. Just make noises and hope that I don't just, run into <laughs> Just scream and hope for the best. I was going to say, we've <laughs> got a... every day of my life. <laughs> we've got a bear. We've got a bear shifter. Do we have a bat shifter as well? Are you a bat? Oh, Anya was. <laughs> Anya <laughs> my, was. One of my old characters was a vampire who yes, could shift into Anya a and Rowan played in the same campaign and both Em and I missed them dearly. Yeah. Sorry, moving on. Yeah, Rip. sorry. Anyway. It's, back we're to really, the tunnels. We're really struggling here, guys. Um, yeah. Bear with us. The survival's 19. Are we yes. past, sorry, we're past that. Yes. Yep. Excellent. Let's head off. We might as well make some ground while we're all still standing. Right you are. Lead the way. And I will trot off. All right. You walk for an hour, then another hour, and then you kind of lose track of how long you've been walking for when all of a sudden, Gordy, you plunge into very deep water. (laughs) I will immediately just reach down and pluck her out. <laughs> okay, so just putting D&D on pause for a second. You know if you keep pressing the circular button on the I- iPad, it's going to keep bringing up Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Siri in my head is now the voice of your patron. <laughs> He's not even a warlock. No, well, deity. He's, okay, he's not charismatic enough to be a warlock. Like the moment that um the moment that the moment that Gordy falls into the water, I'm just immediately just going to swoop down and pluck her out. Okay. Do we see any of the water coming up, or is uh, it just kind of? It's sort of. Um, someone broke a block above us. And say, but I would see her plunge into the water. Yes. Yeah, but the water is very very dark. Don't care. Reach down, grab her, pull her out. Okay. Coffin splutter. <laughs> Are you okay? I think I think so. I don't know where that water came from. Oh, it's cold though. Hold on. Burning hand. I'm just gonna like hold it near her to. That's not how it works. Oh well, light then. Just something that the light then, because the, light would also emanate heat. So yeah. I'm yeah. just gonna light in the hand, use it to dry her off and warm her up. Burning hands would be incinerating. (laughs) (laughs) Here, hold this. Sorry, light then. Yeah, light. So just to dry her off and warm her up a bit. This should, this should, this should help. Well, how how are we gonna get around that or 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 across across it? I'm gonna hold it a little bit closer to her because obviously she's not warming up very quickly. Um, Can we see how far roughly across? Uh, Roll a perception check. 
Yeah, nah. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking the wrong way. Where's the water? You, the, the dancing lights that you cast earlier, they're making some really interesting patterns on the uh, cave roof, and they kind of look like ripples, and you're, you're just sort of thinking, huh. Kodak's just, his brain's disconnected. Yes, Kodak.x has crashed. <laughs> I blue screened. It's always a great sign when this, when the DM says, roll me a perception, and instead of giving a number, the player just goes, yeah, nah. <laughs> it oh, was I one. I can see it. That it was, was a one. natural one. Okay, well, can I also try and see out and see what the wata? See how yes. yes. Let's see if I have the perception of something decent. Is that also a natural one? No, it was 11. Oh. Uh, plus your perception bonus. That was plus my perception bonus. <laughs> Well, the, it looks like an underground pond or an underground lake. And Anybody fancy a swim? <laughs> no. Save your strength, child. Stay warm. You can't really see anything on the other side. I believe we may have hit a dead end. Unless we can find a boat or I guess we could risk swimming across, but it is very, very cold. Uh, if only someone who was cold resistant. Hmm. Everybody, get on. I don't think you'll be able to carry us all. Um, <laughs> You've seen the SpongeBob SquarePants movie where they, ro- David yes. where they ride across <laughs> yes. David Hasselhoff. Just <laughs> it would work if we were both small, but I'm like 6'3". <laughs> yeah. I think it could work. No. Okay, the DM said no. No. <laughs> I would allow it if it was just Gordy, not with Ka- not with fair. Kodak as well. Yeah. I'm David Hasloff. <laughs> it's the half. <laughs> <laughs> I think the scariest part of that off note, but they actually made a huge model for that. Yeah, they, they did. did. It's terrifying. And, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, back to it. <laughs> Gordy, would you like to roll me a perception check as well? Nat two. That's a one back in the water. Um, Sorry. Oh, yeah, I did one. Um, I got a 10, including the bonus. Oof. Hmm. Honestly, okay, look, your passive passive perception and your passive investigation is higher than that. That's just the DM being like, all right, I'm sick of this shit. You solve the puzzle. Well, it's not even a puzzle. It literally is. She has a 15 passive perception. So how does that mean, like, with rolls? Does that mean she's got a plus 15? No. Okay. Passive perception is, it's usually does not get used much but it's for things like you would just notice this stuff anyway right yeah, so how perceptive your character it's almost like a bypass of the need to roll um, uh it depends sure yeah I in mean, some cases take a pebble and just kind of skim it across the water okay it goes dunk, 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 dunk. it hits it, a wall yeah it hits a cave wall about five or ten feet so wait so what has gordy noticed with her perception you see there the, is water. There's water. There is a <laughs> cave wall. And you can see just the faintest blue glimmer deep in the water, as if there was another opening down there. Uh, I hope that you guys like swimming, because I think that, uh, well, we're, we're going to need to go down into the water. That's where the path seems to be leading us. Sounds good. I'm jumping in. Okay, and we'll cut to a quick break. You're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM. We will be 
back very shortly. I hope that you're enjoying so far. Don't forget this show will be podcasted. It will be up at the close of business tomorrow. So if you do want to come and relive this episode of Pure Chaos, you can absolutely do that. This is 106.9 Tune FM. We'll be right back.
Alrighty, we are back, and as you all plunge into the icy underground water, uh, Leonette, you're taking the lead? Indeed, because I am Cold Boy. Okay. Uh, who is going after Leonette? I'll follow up. Okay. No, I'll follow behind. We'll take the rear. Feel free to grab my legs if you need to hold on to something. You Sorry, I'm under- like kicking and <laughs> yeah. just, just flinging this Picture poor girl around. Picture ragdolling behind you. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Yeah. Are you still concentrating on dancing lights? Um, I don't need to concentrate on it. Not when we're underwater. I would hope dancing not. Dancing lights? Anyway. No, that's dancing. a cantrip. Pretty sure it's concentration. There's no real need. We're underwater. No, but like you still have to focus on. Is it? Oh, it is concentration. It is. Co- it's concentration. Yep. For up to one minute. Okay. Cool. Wait. Yeah, they disappear. We're swimming blind. Yep. <laughs> so you have to effectively feel your way through this underground cavern. There's the faintest blue glow as you go through, and then the bottom of this tunnel gives way, and you are in another much larger underground lake. And you are swimming and swimming and swimming, and finally, Leonette, you reach the surface, and you can see a shore on the other side. And this We've gone through the hole. Yeah. Mm. This cavern is not as large as the uh, lake in the basin of Can Dunloden, but it is full of crystals that glow softly in the darkness, giving it just a faint, a faint blue light, and you are able to pull yourself up out of the water. And uh, Gordy follows soon. And I'll get Kodak to make a constitution saving throw. And not a constitution saving throw, a dexterity saving throw. Oh, that feels good. Doesn't that feel great? (laughs) Three off a natural one. (laughs) Kodak drowns. (laughs) Kodak does not come back up. (laughs) No, Kodak, you feel something grab your ankle. And you are dragged down. Do we notice this? So you'll see, I quickly reach and grab. Oh, oh they're not going to see. No, they're not. And I have to double check to make sure if I can cast this without talking. So we don't notice this. Nope. Bollocks. You're sort of sitting there and you go, huh. Yeah, I can't Kodak's, cast that underwater. Kodak's been under there for a while. At this point, I'd probably be going to f- see what's wrong. How, how does vocal components work underwater? I don't think they really would, would they? Yeah. No, No, you can speak underwater. You can, but it's garbled. And, like, the point of the vocal component of a spell is that you are saying, like, words. Diagonally. Yeah. You could just concentrate really hard. No, that's not how This one needs a vocal component. What spell was it? Um, Misty Step. What does Misty Step do? I can teleport up to 20 feet. Oh, that's handy. But it has to be a space you can see. Yeah. I'd like to think I could see the top of the water. Yeah, just teleport to the top. And then it's more so to get me out of the tentacle, <laughs> but I can't cast it underwater. So Also, anyone who's uh, holding you goes with you. Am I holding anyone? No, no but, but someone's, someone's holding, holding you. you. <laughs> oh. Who? Go- Go- Gordy? No. no. The tentacle or whatever grabbed him. Oh, no, that's right. You we feel can, something We can fight it on the surface. That's fine. Let me grab your hand, and it is dragging you down. Oh. Um, I'm clawing it. And I've already shifted. 
I don't think turning into a bear at this point is going to um, do much. Um, Actually, let me just double check the reading the Misty Step. Yeah, because I... Ooh. An unoccupied space you can see. I thought Misty Step did take someone with no, it. That's Dimension Door. The one that teleports people with you. Um, I'm going to go for my dagger and just attempt to stab whatever it is. Okay. Um, I guess roll to hit. Is there any sort of disadvantage for being underwater? Because you move slower. Yeah, I like. think it, it would be Would it affect light weapons? Oh. Um, I can roll a disadvantage if you want. Yeah, I'm going to say at disadvantage because you're unused to fighting in this environment. I was going to say, because yes, you, you move slower, you can't. Yeah. yeah. That's a uh, 15. That does hit. I get to stab it with basically a butter knife. You can do a lot of damage with a butter knife. Not with this butter knife. <laughs> Three nice. points of damage. Are just Three <laughs> points. Yeah. You stab this thing and the knife goes in like a little bit. But so no blood tip. comes out and the hand only slightly recoils. But it recoils just enough that you can break free. Oh, is it a hand or a tentacle? No, it's a hand. Oh, how big is the hand? It's human-sized. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I still stabbed it, but... Yep. It's not as impossible to think of escaping now. Well, it, it has let you go. Oh. Swim. 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 <laughs> just, yeah. As much momentum as it so can as. As you swim to the surface and as everyone else is standing there going, oh, my God, what, like, where's Kodak? What's going on? I'm getting ready to dive back in. He breaks the surface and then you start to see other things break the surface. With swim him. to the shore, to the shore. I'm just like, how close is he to the shore? He's about 20 feet away. I'm going to throw in my rope. As soon as I look up and come out breach the water, I'm going to... Pull out my sprig and I'm misty stepping straight to the shore. Okay. Perfect. And as you do that... As I just sploosh with water everywhere on the these shore. other pallid, skeletal, ghastly forms begin to rise and crawl from the water, heading towards you. And I was trying to think of what um, Voldemort's like undead arms. The in theory, that's what I was yeah. thinking of. All being. I could think of was Guy Fieri. <laughs> Inferi- Flavortown. Inferi- <laughs> Inferi- Inferi- yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Basically, like, yeah, zombies. Pretty much clambering out of the water towards you. I'm going to cast... Shit yourself. Um, What's our spell? Done and done. <laughs> <laughs> command. <laughs> um, command. Defecate. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I have done that using <laughs> command. Oh, you mean in D&D? I thought yeah, you were yes, just... in D&D. In D&D, not in real life. I would say one of my favourites is Grovel. And then... Mm. Okay. Single words command. Co- oh, are they more than 15 feet away? Yes. I will wait until they get within 15 feet of me. Mm-hmm. Actually... And we're there. 
Yeah, okay. I'll wait until they get within 15 feet of me. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, this is going to be more fun, so I'm going to do this instead. I'm going to just look at the one that's closest to us, closest to the shore, and I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Okay. Um, a flash of light streaks towards... I, I, I do know what Guiding Bolt does. It was for the listeners, you ass. <laughs> a flash of light streaks toward a creature of your choice within range. Make a ranged spell attack against the target. On a hit, takes 4d6 radiant damage. And on the next attack roll made against them, they have uh, we I have advantage. Okay. So, car rolling to hit. Well, that's a 19. Oh, sorry, that was before the bonuses. 23. Yeah, that hits. Sweet. 4d6 radiant damage. And that's a 19. 19 damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I might have just made a huge error because... I just got a bad feeling, but it's all right. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, you've pretty much... You do a little bit of damage as you hit this thing with light. Um, and it hisses and recoils. Back. Back, you demons. Well, they're not demons. Sorry. Back undead spawn. <laughs> and um, I think that's where we will pick up next week because we do not have time to get into another combat. No, indeed not. And I think <laughs> that's a nice spicy way of bringing up, of starting, of kicking off next week. Oh, so I don't know exactly what I'm going to do next time as well. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Turn. You suck. <laughs> Turn undead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I'm going to use next time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. I'm sitting there going, why isn't he doing this thing well, I was that clerics it, do? Well, I was thinking about it, but it was like each other. Do the thing. It was purely because they've got to be within 30 feet of me and the guarding bolt's 120 feet, and I just didn't know how far away they were. They uh, said they were within like 20 feet. Oh, sorry. I, mean, I didn't that's hear that. That's all good. It's all right. Um, well, I'm, now, <laughs> that's a spoiler for what I'm going to open the next episode with. Yeah. Just turning undead. <laughs> well, that is where we will pick up next week. Uh, so tune in next Monday here at uh, 106.9 Trin FM or from around 8 p.m. I was going to say, I don't make any promises, but we'll do our best to start on time next week. Yeah, well, we'll hopefully there's no uh, technical issues this time. Mm. But I hope you enjoyed this session. Uh, it's been wonderful to have Emily back. I'm looking forward mm. to all the fun to have with her new character. Indeed. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it's good to be back. And as well, thank you, Ash, for another fantastic session. Sorry it got a little bit chaotic at times. <laughs> I'm so used to it. <laughs> well, that was a bit of a backhanded <laughs> compliment. Uh, that's all right. We think outside the box. I'm, D- I'm a DM. I'm used to anything that people can throw at me. This is true. A wrench. If you <laughs> can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a plot hook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and with that, I think it is time to bid farewell. Like Ash said, tune in next week. I hope you all have a wonderful night and a wonderful week ahead. I have been Ben. I play Leonette Lawkeeper. I'm Billy, and I've played Kodak. I'm Emily, and I play Gordy. Uh, I'm Ash, and I've been a Dungeon Master. We hope you all have a fantastic night.
must be 